I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey everybody, welcome to Oops the Podcast. I am Julio. I'm joined by Francis. Francis, how you doing? Great, great. How are you? Uh, all is well, man. We were just talking about two seconds ago how you had a weird night's sleep, and I thought that that would be just a wonderful way to kick this episode off. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, man. (laughs) My sleep has gone to shit. Really? It's almost a guarantee that I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and and be awake for as if if I've just napped. (laughs) What happened to your noise machine? Oh, it's still pumping. Do you adjust the volume depending on what kind of night it is? Full bore all the time. Always full. I need it to be a war zone (laughs) in the bedroom. I need war going on in order to sleep peacefully. Machine gun fire? Yeah. No, it needs to be a constant sort of steady pitch. It's hilarious. But I like it. And and then I have a fan going as well because I circulate, need the air to circulate. We also have... We have an air purifier. I mean, the, the amount of machines required, <laughs> the amount of, of power needed for me to power down is really quite sad <laughs> at this point. But, dude, I'm, I, I keep waking up. I don't know if it's stress. Um, I, I'm very careful about, about what I eat before bed. You know that. Do you eat stuff before bed? Well, I have dinner, and then I'll if I'm going to have dessert after dinner, I make sure that it's as early as possible. Right. I won't eat sweets after after like ten o'clock, preferably before nine thirty, because mm-hmm. I don't need that sugar up. Do you go to bed at the same time? Usually, pretty good, pretty good. Usually in bed around ten forty-five to eleven fifteen. That's pretty good. Usually in bed before eleven fifteen, but like lights off by eleven fifteen. Has that time I'm reading? Gotten... I'm always reading before bed. Oh, that's great too. Has that time gotten earlier since comedy has been kind of on hold? Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I always found it kind of hard to wind down after a spot, especially if it's one of those days where like, I don't feel like being there. And then by doing the spot, I get over the hump. Then I find myself awake all night. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's definitely, that was true. You know, you need time to sort of unwind, but, but dude, I also think that I'm such a light sleeper and I've gotten lighter and sleeping under the same comforter as my girlfriend if she moves at all it the whole thing shifts and then i'm awake it's a good thing we're not dating dude (laughs) i'm a tosser are you a tosser and a turner like i sleep well but i toss and turn she does this thing with her feet does she just move them constantly Feet are like it's as if they're churning butter dude hillary does that too she needs she just constantly moving yeah (laughs) she needs k-n-e I think it's A D S, needing like K-N-E-A-D. needing A D needing right? dough. Yeah. yeah, um, dude, like she, it's almost like like Hillary's like a shark. She's like moving when she's asleep. Still, her feet are just yeah, constantly what is going, that about? Doing this pitter patter. What is that about? Why do women need their feet? I don't, I don't know if this is an all. They're woman always doing thing, that, but it's just always movement. This perpetual flowing. Why? Motion of Why the feet. do they do that? 
And even then, you'd think that that would somehow make it so that their circulation were better. But even so, their feet are always freezing. <laughs> these black, uh, these blackened, you know, stumbling down Mount Everest from uh, into thin air, John Krakauer survival story, frostbite feet that these girlfriends have. Why is there no blood in their toes? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. So I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do because sleep is so important. And I'm not. I. It's the third night in a row now where I've been, woken up at. It's not bad if I wake up at 430. Because then I know that the, the morning is in sight. And I've gotten a good chunk. But the, last night I woke up at 130. And you just were up the whole night? I was up till four yeah, and then I fell God. back asleep. That's rough. Well, I just started reading and um, it's not fun, man. It's it's eerie. It's spooky. Mm. It's disorienting. You, you feel as if you're hurting yourself by being awake at that hour. Did you have to leave the room to read? Because no, she I I, I went upstairs and then she felt so bad for some reason because I think she realized that her tossing and turning was contributing. So she came up and tried. We had a, a standoff over who would then go back. <laughs> who would take the bed? And she had her pillow and her and her blanket. And I was like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm comfy. I'm happy. And she was like, no, you need the bed. You have a big day tomorrow. And I was like, Dad, don't worry about it. And then finally, she just she wouldn't. She kept putting her foot down. So finally, I went back downstairs and took the bed. Good. Good. That's great. I'll tell you something. That, uh, the standoff is hilarious. Sleeping in the bed alone is luxury of all luxuries. It's really oh nice, my yeah. god! You sleep in the middle, in the crown, in the one area that hasn't been tamped down by a body. For dude, I like that. I I know that some people who typically share beds with people, or even that don't, they still sleep on a side. But I sleep in the fucking. Middle. I'll go right to the middle, Same. the high ground, just Same. in case water starts seeping in. I'll have the I'll have the the longest time to it. You know, it's like in the in, in Titanic. I reference Titanic right. a lot. But when J- when Jack and Rose climb to the top railing right. to give north. themselves the most time to prepare for the suction going down. Right, Jesus, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if your girlfriend does this, but mine does this thing where she just turns her body into the shape of like. A guitar pick. <laughs> so now she's so now she's just so now she's just a triangle in the middle of the bed, and mm-hmm. I'm like falling off the side of the bed. I'm like, I know what that. I know what you're talking and about. And I'll tap her, and she'll adjust, of course. But like, she really has this tendency to sort of just like become a like a the carrot symbol, mm-hmm. and she's just like, hey, dude, it's it's, and it can be Listen, pushing her over. I don't know who came up with the idea. That people in relationships need to sleep in the same bed. I've I, yeah. said this a thousand times. Do you, I think a relation, our relationship would be more harmonious if we both had our own single beds or even doubles or whatever that were pushed together, but that there was one inch of separation or half an inch of separation such that if she moved, my bed would not shake. It wouldn't register on the Richter scale. And if I moved, she wouldn't notice and yet we would still be able to talk to each other right. so, so that if one of us woke up in the middle of the night fretful <laughs> we could comfort the other I, I listen i hear the argument and i sometimes wonder like i've definitely gotten more used to it and i've slept better as time has gone on but like 
my girlfriend sleeps really well when we sleep together. And it makes me feel guilty that there's any thought that perhaps I don't sleep as well. Does she sleep better when you two sleep together than she does when she sleeps alone? Yes. Are you kidding? Really? Yes. I know. And I think it's just because of my my comforting presence. That's fine. That's fine. I, w- I want it to be known that on nights where I sleep with my girlfriend, there's just an automatic probably 20 to 30% reduction in, quality. in my, in my whatever it's called, restorative sleep. Oh, right. Your REM function. process or whatever. Yeah. Dude. I have a question. Do you have nicknames for your girlfriend? Yeah, you got to. I'm not some psychopath. <laughs> yeah, but are they addressing like Addressing her by her legal <laughs> nomenclature. <laughs> Every time I ask her for, you know, the, the toenail clippers. So Okay, but I've been told that the nicknames that I give my girlfriend are weird. And I don't know. And, and I'm Because, like, they're not... Obviously, I have, like, cute names for her, too. Like, sweetie, whatever. Like, endearing things. But then I just will call her, like... I have, like, a dozen nicknames for her. And they're all, like... Her name's Hillary. They're all, like, some version of, like, Hill being involved. Yeah, that's cool. I dig that. You know, like... Uh, I'll give you an example. So, Hildreth Hillman... I had a friend named Hillman growing up. <laughs> it's a funny it was name. his first name. <laughs> really? Not his last name. So, but Hillman, uh, Rex Hillerson, Chicago, Illinois. So you're getting into... Hildegard von Lichtenstein. You sound like a Matthew McConaughey <laughs> character before he took his career seriously. That's that's like, like Rex Hillerson is hysterical, <laughs> but I could see why she might be like... I think she's fine with them, but I think that people, people like will find it odd. Like one time I called her Hillman when we were with a group of friends and everyone was like, (laughs) Hillman. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. It's, uh, that's you being, that's you flexing a creative muscle more than I think, you know, being endearing. I'm not, I'm not trying to impress her. I'm like, I can, no, no, it's you testing yourself. You're saying, how creative can I be as I address her? <laughs> as I make yeah. up nicknames for my girlfriend. I don't know. I, I like that, though. I think that's hysterical. Um, it's what you would do with your with your buddies. It's like, um, you know, think of a, a movie character who's like, it's like Hansel from, you know, I, I, I'm picturing an Owen Wilson character, oh, like bromantic bro, bro or whatever. <laughs> like he would never call me Francis. He'd be like, Francesco. Hey, Francesco. Yeah. You know, he would That's do a good name. Yeah. We're, ha- we're having a great time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's great. That's um, pretty good. I used to do that stupid. Fu- Everyone does that <laughs> impression. Dude, I got in a fight with uh, with Hillary yesterday. Mm-hmm. And tell me what you think about this. This fight right. was bullshit. Love fights. It's unclear how quickly it diffused or if she like, I don't know. But basically she FaceTimed me. I was working out. I was wearing some like ridiculous workout outfit. I don't look good when I work out. I don't wear cool clothes. I never have. I kind of just throw it or throw on whatever. And she didn't approve of my outfit. Mm-hmm. So I showed her it and she started laughing at my face. Ooh. She was like, those shorts are terrible. You look terrible. And, I, you know, I, I kind of took it with a grain of salt, but she was hysterically laughing. Oh, like, no. She found it hilarious how bad I looked. Uh-oh. And I said to her, you're a rude person. And That's then she hung great. up on me. That's great. But she was acting like me saying you're a rude per- person was an overreaction when she was laughing in my face about how stupid I looked. That is 
your your response is phenomenal. <laughs> Do you know why? Why? Because you said the most straightforward, boiled down response <laughs> that isn't personal. It 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 is, but it's not in, it's not insulting. I didn't think it was that bad of a You response. saying you're a rude person. Like, <laughs> I would have said something way worse. I would have been, go fuck yourself. You don't look good in workout clothes either. <laughs> or something. And then, then it's a real fight right, right. that we need to work through. <laughs> but you saying, basically, you, you're, that's like a teacher's response. <laughs> you're a rude person. You're, you're acting out person, of line. I don't appreciate the way you're speaking to me. <laughs> It, it, for you to be that precise and un unflustered in a way, I'm glad, I'm glad you feel that is uh, remarkable <laughs> because that is you holding up a mirror and saying, "This is how you look right now. This is what you're doing," uh, which is what my mom used to do I with remember, me. Yeah. That's you holding up a mirror and saying, "This is how you're acting, and it's this is how it's making me feel." And how do you fight that? Yeah, that's you know. It's a trump card for sure. I, there you go. And I think maybe she felt bad or something. I mean, That's I right. She I hung up because know. you had called it like it was and she couldn't handle it. That would be my guess. <laughs> and I was literally like, you can't like you. How do you expect not to get involved in that kind of conversation? If you're going to laugh in my face and how I look like you expect me to say nothing. Like, if you want to fucking start this, yeah. you know, be prepared to get in there a little bit. Isn't it interesting how people working out, there is such a, you know, we, 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 we love, let's put it this way, Julio, if you were 50 pounds heavier and you were in the gym and you were wearing your dumpy outfit, <laughs> we would be proud of you. Right. We would right. say good for let's him. Let's go. Good job. We would say good for him. That's what we say. But you're at that weight where it's like, we don't really know what direction you're going in. <laughs> <laughs> And so that's why someone will make fun of you because you're still really handsome and fit and like, you know, so people feel like they can. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I guess that's part you're of it. You're not too. so far gone that people pity you, <laughs> but you're, you're, if you wear a bad outfit, people feel like you're fair game. That's what yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's funny though. That's just like a hilarious way to, question the integrity of my fitness look at look at look at this <laughs> think of this when you're driving this is what happens to me when i go home to maine i'm driving and i see someone out jogging and if they're really overweight such that their jog they might they're just they're they're kidding themselves that it's not a walk you mm -hmm. know they're just bringing their elbows up higher but their feet are still shuffling mm -hmm. but so they think they're jogging but and but but i always see that person and i say good for them Right. That's awesome. Right. That they're, they're they're making an effort. They're trying. That's great. Whereas I see a guy in those tiny tiny cross country shorts right. <laughs> wearing reflective vest <laughs> and hand gloves that have grip on right, them right, right, right. and Nike Zoom, you know, compression the shoes that just look like feet. Yeah, anti-shin <laughs> splint sleeves. <laughs> that guy, I drive by him and I go Fuck that guy. I know. Totally. Totally. That guy sucks. And it's a strange thing. It's, I guess we root for underdogs, but you are 
somewhere in the middle where you're like the guy <laughs> at the gym not not wearing the shin splints but you're not you're Dude, not right, a let, disgrace let me let me put some let me make a point here <laughs> my outfit would not be like if i were in a significantly better shape she would have still laughed at my outfit it's not about yeah but then you wouldn't have cared i don't know I, st- I don't care yeah but let's put it this way the guy at the gym who's super ripped but wears a terrible shitty outfit everyone's like he, he still looks good. I see. I don't think so. I don't think that's the point here. I don't think Hillary was not laughing at my body, dude. You can. W- she was laughing at my outfit. Yeah, she was but laughing it, at the outfit. If, if, if you were wearing a terrible outfit and you were super jacked, that laugh is one more of, of like, uh, good for you for not taking yourself too seriously. Perhaps. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe from your vantage point, I'm not sure that. It, it would have changed her reaction. Okay. Okay. But whatever. Fair enough. <laughs> well, Fair dude, enough. I've been doing this thing called the class. Have you heard of it? No. Anyway, it's like clearly a women, a woman's workout. Yeah. It sounds like something that, would, that HBO is going to make a documentary about in 10 years. <laughs> that we're going to learn cult. wasn't quite as, as <laughs> good, high minded as we thought. Well, the it, class, it's the a women's cl- workout. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that it is necessarily, but there's like a, there, there's a part of it that's like dancing, mm-hmm. which is like. <laughs> a thing that I don't want anyone seeing me do like mm-hmm. a workout class where I'm dancing. So like I did, I just signed up for a free two week trial um, because I don't want to pay for it. Um, and I did one. I was like, oh, this is great. This is a great class. I'm going to do this again. But then I realized when I was back in the city that like, I don't have that good of a place to do it mm. because anywhere that I would do it, there's going to be people around and like, there's not enough room in my room. So dude, the, the other day I was like, you know what? Fuck it. This is going to be an exercise and not caring what anybody thinks. I did it in the gym. Among other people, I was that guy. Wow. Who put, you know how you see that person in the gym kind of yeah. like doing their own thing? You're like, that's a fucking tool. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough, <laughs> Julio, you. because unfortunately, there is now a market on social media for surreptitious clips taken at the gym of people <laughs> doing crazy work people being embarrassing of us mocking yeah you know <laughs> it's like we're the voyeur we're, we've caught them doing crazy shit right. right the guy hanging from the pull-up bar by his feet doing some <laughs> kind of crazy jungle gym exercise right and you're like oh god or and just it, the guy who's too psyched the guy who's like yeah yeah you know that guy yeah. fucking dude i'm very i'm very aware of that in the gym i in fact limit the exercises that i do to basically <laughs> the stuff that's on the sticker of the instruction manual for that machine. Cause I don't want to get so inventive that all of a sudden I end up on, you know, some goofy meme account. Right. But you know what? Like who fucking cares? You know, like I, I, I initially make fun of that person and then I'm like, you know what? That guy truly doesn't care about what I think. Like I'm like jokes on me. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But there's definitely a, a time where it can be too much. Like yeah. I told you about, the th- I told never tell you about the time this guy hijacked my workout. I was like at Equinox, and there was one of those guys floating around who was trying to like get private fitness clients, and he was like, "How about I like train you guys?" And we're like, "Okay," like me and my friend. And before I know it, this guy's screaming at the people in the gym about us. <laughs> he starts going, "Yeah, that's right, that's right," and he goes, "I don't know what y'all are doing, but we're working out over here. This is Julio. He ain't never tired." <laughs> I was like, "This is humiliating." I was so embarrassed. That's the energy of a Peloton instructor. Like, I did not give a fuck. 
That's wild. I've never seen that before. That's crazy. Dude, insane. But inspiring. You know, you I work guess. out harder from fear. Um, Dude, that's where I got that line from. The line, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but like I was on the treadmill and a girl walked by. He goes, oh, you like that, huh? You like that? He goes, mind a distraction, major motivation. <laughs> 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 like he saw, he, he saw me look and was like... You like that, huh? I was like, Jesus, dude. Wow. Okay. Chill, Gene. His name is Gene. Gene. Chill, Gene. Um, I have a, speaking of working out, uh, I went to dinner last week. I I told you this with a bunch of friends and it was, it it felt like sort of the last supper because everyone's aware that the restaurants might shut down soon. So this was a last. The last hurrah. 10 person, big round table at a really great steakhouse, Wolfgang's. Oh yeah. You started talking about this and then we got off. Yeah, Off top but of I it. wanted to finish this. Yeah, um, no fewer than three times in a restaurant that is limited to 25% capacity did we watch as neighboring tables started singing happy birthday and the wait staff brought over some kind of sparkling cupcake or mm-hmm. brownie. Molten Sunday, chocolate. Whatever something. it was. Do you think it's a good or a bad sign if the restaurant that you're eating at has the wait staff singing happy birthday multiple times. Oh, well, I think in general, it's not a good sign. If like the whole wait staff comes together to sing, you feel like you're at fucking cheesecake factory or something. That's right. It feels like some hokey chain activity. It's an olive garden type of feeling. It feels, yeah, you know, like, like somebody's like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make people feel good about being here. Mm-hmm. It feels like that kind <laughs> It feels like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But having it happen multiple times, somebody having a birthday multiple times, not a problem. The wait staff coming together to sing at all is a problem, and multiple times is a big problem. Okay. So here's the question. When <laughs> you're out to dinner for someone else's birthday, are you the guy that goes up to the person behind the little podium and says, listen, we're celebrating Jamil's birthday. If you guys could do a little something special, that'd be nice. So, are you the guy that sets that up? No, but I, I'm willing to be if no one else takes the initiative. Do you think that if, if you're out to dinner for someone's birthday, someone needs to do that? I don't think it, I, I, I'm fine with it. I think that it's a good thing. I don't think it needs to be done, but I think it's nice. Do you have friends who would be upset if it were their birthday? They, you know, the or the restaurant you'd organize this big dinner for them, and they didn't get that treatment. So I took one of my best friends to dinner for his birthday, and I forgot to do that. But it was just me and him. So if I did do that, it would have been weird. Did he mention it? No, he didn't. But afterwards, I thought about it and felt bad. But then it was like, it just didn't seem like the proper forum for it. Okay. So, but what is the minimum number of people at your dinner reservation for a friend's birthday where you would feel comfortable where you all sang? the full version of happy birthday as the sparklers were dwindling. I would say three total people, including the birthday person is the minimum. Does the birthday boy or girl join in, in the singing? Happy birthday to me. Fuck no, dude. That's insane. Outrageous. (laughs) Now I have a hard time not joining in because I'm the only person who knows the harmonies. So, (laughs) I need to bring in that low harmony uh, just to round it out a little, but it is a little narcissistic. Um, I agree. 
Francis's acapella birthday. Yeah, one of the other fun Happy parts birthday. of it. Here, here's here's a question: <laughs> If the neighboring table has a big group, six to eight people, they start singing "Happy Birthday." Do you sing as well? Uh, maybe I'll catch the last few bars and I'll certainly applaud. Do you try to figure out the name of the birthday boy or girl at that table so that you can get it in the What's song? Her name? What's her name? What's her name? No. Yeah. No. No? I just go... (laughs) (laughs) It's like me rapping songs that have the (laughs) N-word. Yes, yes. Uh, Started at the bottom. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's an interesting take. I don't do do it. I just just don't say anything. I just swallow my, my words for a minute. Um, or I okay. say John. I have I, you have a substitute word. John. John. <laughs> yeah, Instead of the N word. No, no, dude. Jesus, for happy. Oh, birthday. for happy birthday. Oh, I thought it was. Chris was with me. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, it's like what a weird surrogate <laughs> word. Y'all, Johns don't even know. Dude, oh my god, no, definitely not. <sighs> Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Okay, I, I want to get back to happy birthday. I have so many questions about restaurant happy birthday etiquette singing. So, okay, you said uh, if there were three of you out to dinner for a friend's birthday that you and the other friend would sing happy birthday. Yes. How much enthusiasm are you are you singing in a way so as not to disturb the other tables or are you leaning into it hoping that they will join in i'm being reasonable i'm not leaning into it hoping they join in are you what is let's say that like on a scale of one to ten ten being almost as if you know it's like an orchestral arrangement (laughs) of happy birthday and it's your grandfather's 90th birthday. It may be the last time the family gets together. Everyone is singing at the top of their lungs, swaying in rhythm, right? That's a 10 <laughs> okay. of commitment. But this is a, okay, a one yeah. would be a group of girls out for their friend's 27th birthday. They're all embarrassed. They've all pulled their phones out to film her blowing out the candles this or to sounds get the like picture. More the, this sounds like more than a one to me. No, no, you'd be surprised. That this group of girls does not like to sing. They don't sing. In my experience, they don't like to sing. They don't want to sing. They're, they they will get that final bar, as you said, but the waitstaff will come over, and if the waitstaff starts leading them into it, they'll be like... Dude, a one to me is the chocolate cake comes out with the little spring, and everyone goes, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, dear Francis, happy birthday to you. They sing it that quickly? Yeah, because they're embarrassed, and they don't want it. That, to me, seems like the one. I'm telling you, dude, that, that group, group of girls is pretty... They're pretty lackluster in okay. their singing. Okay, okay, okay. I've Fine. seen it that way. I, that, I'm talking hot chicks right. who 
they're not there to sing. But dude, sometimes hot chicks also don't give a fuck about anybody else. Like, have you ever seen a hot chick at a comedy show and someone's bombing and the hot chick is laughing and she has no idea that no one else is laughing because she only hot women did not come to my comedy shows. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. But I, I, I think I see what you mean. A little hot bit. chicks at the table. Let's I'm assume... talking hot chicks at a Mexican restaurant where they are given flair to wear. And the birthday girl is wearing some kind of goofy crown. There's all kinds of streamers on the ceiling. So those people don't seem like they're afraid of getting attention, though. They're not afraid of getting attention. But for some reason, they're afraid of singing happy birthday. Yeah, it's something about happy birthday. (laughs) Singing the happy birthday at a full throat that they don't like. Okay. All right. Okay, fine. Let's have people weigh in. I want to hear from from all of our female listeners if you really lean into the song do you is there eye contact or do they use their phones as some kind of armor to then make sure that the focus is on the birthday girl as she you know inevitably gets that picture taken where she's blowing out the candles her eyes are half closed uh <laughs> you know and there's all kinds of crazy lighting going on do you know what i'm talking about chris well yeah. dude having decor though like having a crowns to begin with like are we talking specifically about the birthday song only is that what you're talking about yeah okay Okay. Yeah. Because the crowns are like immediately put that over into yeah, the six may- or seven. Maybe range. maybe we walk away from that that okay. specific setting. I think anyway, there's... I think a five. The answer to the question is a five. That's how hard you're singing. That's that's five how to, I one, think five out of ten. That sounds appropriate. We're not like, you know, the people in the restaurant can fuck off. It's twelve seconds of their life. They're going to be fine. We don't need yes. to be like happy birthday. <laughs> like you know, there's always that person. <laughs> Like the opera singer friend? Yes, yes the Michael Scott. It's so yeah. annoying. Yeah, but but this is exactly what I'm talking about, okay? So here's the thing. I think people sing less forcefully for a couple reasons. One, they're either embarrassed about their voice, right? Or two, they don't want to disturb the neighboring diner. Right. And Fair impulses. I, this now brings us back to the question of, if you're at a restaurant and it's a fancy restaurant uh, and a neighboring table starts singing happy birthday, do you think, how dare they? How, no. how, how gauche? No. They came to Wolfgang's and they thought it was Olive Garden. Uh, I see what you're saying. Um, there's, it, just, it depends, like you said. Like if, if they're doing it, there's a way to do, be, do too much with it. Yeah. And I agree, though. Like ha- having the fucking waiters and waitresses all involved that's like an institutional problem yeah too. yeah i i agree the the strange sort of cold stone creamery type full staff right. presentation it's no you don't want that you don't want you that don't but want one that. guy brings out a molten chocolate cake it's got one candle in it he sets it before you by the time he even puts it before you you should be halfway through the song which means that the table is only picking it up for the last couple of bars our family, in, and I'm talking about my family and my extended family, I mean, we're, we would almost start the song over to make sure we got all of our licks in. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how much. At the restaurant? Yeah. Wow. That's how much my family would be willing to. You guys start doing how old are you now? Also. No. Are you one? Are you two? We don't do that. Like <laughs> the weird one, like you smell like a zoo. You look like a monkey and you smell oh, like God. one too. None of that stuff. Um, but 
but it's it, I I find it. I think that's a very interesting societal uh, procedure that says a lot about how people view the others at the restaurant, about how self conscious they are about their own singing. Um, and I don't know. I, I I just think it's something I was thinking about a lot. Interesting. I mean, dude, is it like it's certainly a thing. I think you gave the right answer, though. You know, a five out of ten. It's nice, like whatever. It can be a nice thing. You're but not performing, but you are honoring be... the birthday boy or girl. Totally. If you were on a birthday dinner date with just your girlfriend and they brought something out, would you sing for her? Yes. Just you. Oh, You're gonna have oh, a dude. solo. So this is the thing. So I've, for your girlfriend, that's an interesting call. So I, my girlfriend usually takes me out, but I don't even th- do I. T- no, I take her out for her birthday. I think and stuff. We would go out for Valentine's Day, whatever. I don't know if we've gone to dinner for her birthday. Whatever. Regardless, though, I would. She has. I recall her bringing out a cake for me, like the, having the, telling the staff at actually the place you were talking about, Llama Inn. That's where I went for my birthday. Place is amazing. Place is great. Um, so I don't know. Okay. We can move on. I feel like we've talked about birthday singing for about 25 minutes. <laughs> well, dude, I do know this, man. You know, if you're going out for your birthday dinner, tell me you, what you know, and you want to look good and feel good. And, and you want to have the courage to sing at a seven out of 10, you, out of five out of 10. <laughs> you want the courage to sing a seven out of 10. And what might you be wearing? You might be wearing your goddamn bird dog's <laughs> pants, baby. There it is. There it is. There it is. And you know, if you start getting frisky and you have a couple cocktails in you and you decide, why don't we go into the genderless bathroom where we're both allowed to go in mm-hmm. and not only do drugs, but also have sex with each other. Yeah, that's right. Carve a <laughs> hole in the in the cubicle divider, use it as a glory hole, live out your wildest <laughs> fantasies. Pull your pants to the ground and not have to worry about having to find your underwear because they are built into they the pants themselves. They are absolutely built in. And then when you exit the bathroom and you have to answer to all the people who are angry that you were singing happy birthday at the top of your lungs and you start fighting and throwing chairs at them, <laughs> you're going to have better mobility thanks to the texture and the soft flexibility of your bird dog's pants. And that's silk lining. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, your genitalia won't be sticking to the side of your boxer shorts because those silk liners yes. don't allow for any sticking. I can't tell you how many happy birthday fights I've lost because my scrotum was stuck <laughs> to my briefs. Dude, I know. You know what? Hold that thought. <laughs> Just peeling, peeling it away like you're sleeping on a rubber sofa in the middle of the summer. Well, promo code oops. And if that fight escalates, you will have a pair of nunchucks sure will. that you can use on your significant other. We're n- <laughs> oh, God. Are you fighting? You're fighting your girlfriend. Only if you need to. Only yeah. if you need to. Karate, self-defense. That's right. That's okay. Right. Oops. <laughs> uh, promo code oops. Get a free pair of nunchucks. Birddogs.com. Birddogs.com. Go there now. Get them for Christmas. Great gift. Cops and pants. Dude, uh, <laughs> I've been watching this Italian TV show called Good. Baby. Have you heard of it? No. It's on Netflix. Um. And it's so funny, like I'll 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 throw on like an Italian flick or an Italian movie or everyone's or an Italian TV show, whatever, mm-hmm. every once in a while, especially if I'm like on the plane. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever watched Italian stuff, but dude, it's so unnecessarily overdramatic. Really? That doesn't dude, surprise me. To the point where I was watching last night and just everyone in the show was crying, and there was no reason for anyone to be crying. People were just mm-hmm. crying, and I'm not even joking. There was no reason for crying to be happening. There's nothing to be crying about. It huh. just shows like 
the reunion that made dude it, it was is mind blowing. Hmm. I would watch it. If, you know, if you're looking for a I show, yes, this doesn't sound like a very glowing recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> it's visually a very impressive show. It's like, uh, and it's kind of like a Gossip Girl kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But dude, I'm telling you, the draw, the unnecessary drama, okay, is just mind blowing. All right, here's a here's to a question I have funny. for you. Sure. Th- th- this makes me ask you this. Uh, name some countries w- whose TV and movies you think are almost I, I'm going to go ahead and say America has the best movies and television and I think a lot of people in the world would agree with that yeah but I will say this I, w- I will say that since kind of it's been the the era of the superhero and the the era of like American movies I don't know if it's the business of movies is changing or something but like I feel that pound for bound on any given year there aren't as many good movies coming out as there used to be and because of that I have felt that some of the best movies in the Academy Awards season have been the foreign ones. Yeah. So I don't know that no, I necessarily I, agree with I, that. I don't, I don't disagree. And I, I, I certainly think certain, uh, certain countries have, have really gotten an incredible uh, sort of art production thing, and they, and they right. get it. Um, but others don't. Right? right, and it's it's not just is as I've found it's not just English speaking countries necessarily. So, I think England has spectacular movies and television. I'm right. thinking no, all like broad uh, output. Yeah. So okay. across those two, right, the, the BBC shows, you know, Downton Abbey, all that stuff. A lot of shows I've never even watched, but like, right, I I, I commend them for their ability to to make good shit. entertainment. Yes. Australia, I can't say the same for. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched a really good fucking detective mystery right. murder show? Anything out of Australia? So I think the point here is too that that's worth uh, pointing out is just kind of like as far as wide wide appeal and and volume of quality content is concerned. Yeah, like yeah, granted, exactly. a great movie will come out of here or come out of there, but like pound for pound, America's still just pumping out. Yeah, that's right. Now I I would also give a nod to Korea. I think that they have made incredible waves in entertainment. Obviously, Parasite comes to mind, but they all, he, that guy also did Snowpiercer. Right. Um, uh, they, they've done so many, you know. I, I, what's I, the one about the monster that was like about a pandemic? Oh, too. yeah, Babadook? No, the host. Babadook's Australian, actually. Oh, fuck that. I, I shouldn't know. have given them credit. <laughs> <laughs> the host is a good, is a good, uh, another good Korean one. I mean, Japan has good movies. France has good movies. Does France have good movies? I think so. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. All right. Um, well, Spanish yeah, make good so, movies. Mm. Uh, but like, okay, again, I I agree with you as far as the prominence is concerned. Mm-hmm. It's hard to argue that like somebody has a bigger culture of it than America. Yeah, I think Hollywood, Hollywood. is the, the center of entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Um. For sure. Okay. Interesting. Well, dude, our, what know. were you saying before we started? To, oh, this. Listen, you, I, I come to you for recommendations on TV yeah, shows. We do. Uh, the problem is the last two recommendations you've given me have not been suitable for my girlfriend and me. Because for what reason? The, the, the servant was that one of them? Yeah. Was it too scary? I watched a trailer for it. I mean, you were <laughs> like, it's a little spooky, but it's fun. <laughs> It's straight up horror. <laughs> it's really not. And the the last recommendation you gave me was the movie about the cannibalistic prison. 
where they're eating oh, yeah. piece fillets of shin. <laughs> and it, m- my girlfriend went upstairs and then didn't sleep well for a week. Well, dude, this is invaluable information now that I know that that maybe isn't for you, for you guys. But, dude, I don't consider the servant to be whore. The same way that, like, have you ever seen the movie The Village? Or, like, sometimes those M. Night Shyamalan movies, they're really creepy, but, like, they're not, like, horror-y. So. Um, okay. But whatever. The Servant is dark and kind of sad and creepy. No, and, like, it was, I, I read the blurb. It said, you know, an unwanted presence enters the lives of a family after they lose a child. I so, mean, there's nothing about that that's going <laughs> to get us ready for sleeping well. That is not a little light aperitif. <laughs> to take our minds <laughs> off the stresses of our day before we rest our heads. That's really funny. The idea that I'm just fucking lobbing over, like you're throwing missing the fucking audience. dark grenades our way. That's really funny, dude. But, but I, I do love M night Shyamalan. Right. I just have to be steeled for it. Mm-hmm. I, and I also like to watch him in, in the comfort of broad daylight. <laughs> My girlfriend also does not like scary shit. Yeah. So I watch it with, I, her. we finished, the Haunting of Hill House, and it nearly killed my girlfriend. It's so good, though, right? It's spectacular. It's scary as fuck. Did I recommend that, too? Or? No, I think we got into okay. that. We had heard about it, but we didn't watch the, 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 new, n- one? the new one. First one's better. I That's know. good to know. Yeah. The Haunting of Hill House was spectacular. It's so fucking sad. It's as sad as it is terrifying. Yes. Very sad, but very well acted, very well shot. It's you great. know, they took some crazy risks. There's that one episode where they do a, a scene that's like 25 minutes long without a cut. Oh, like at the funeral? And yeah. it's just like, it's Sick. a play. Yeah, it's it a play cool. on a TV show. Very good show. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize that the dad is fucking the kid from E.T. Is Elliot from E.T. The dad in? In Hill House. Wow. Young, the young dad. You ever watch that kid's audition tape for Spielberg? For, for that, E.T.? For that, that guy, yeah. You ever seen that? Yeah, it's crazy. Where he he does the read, yeah. and Spielberg gives him the role on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the fortieth. I think I think I could be wrong. I think it's like one of the many many kids who auditioned, and right then and there he does it, and Spielberg goes, "Okay, kid, you got the role for E. T. <laughs> one of the biggest movies of all fucking time. I know. One of the most enduring." You know, cinematic marvels of all time. And it's Drew funny, Barrymore was the young girl. Yeah, in she it. was. If you Google the movie, or if you sorry, if you Google that actor's name, the reason why I found this out is because I was looking him up. I didn't realize, but that video is like the first thing that pops up. Interesting. Yeah, yeah makes sense. I guess it's probably a pretty uh, well shared video. Um, cool. But you all like right. the Undoing, right? Loved the Undoing. Yeah, I think yeah. there's something about. I will say the the shots of her head caved in. Couldn't handle it. Were a little gory. Yeah, agreed. I don't know that they needed to go then. <laughs> Whatever. Um, we can handle mystery and suspense and crime better than we can handle supernatural yeah. home invader presence, <laughs> ethereal stuff. Um, what do you got, dude? I was thinking about. Uh, what you were saying on last episode about tutoring and stuff. And it's really funny. We did, uh, I used to be on a prank show. It was like the first yes, thing I ever did. On MTV. On MTV, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I don't even know if you can still find it anywhere. I have all the episodes on my computer. But one of the episodes, we did a thing where we pranked tutors. And it was really funny. So huh. this is what it was. So a, a tutor gets hired and uh, the kid that they're working with is like like a bad kid. 
but it turns out the kid's actually an adult. So uh-huh. you're like tutoring this man now. And he, but he's acting like a boy. He's like, mom, like, you know what I mean? And it's, were you the kid? No. So this is who I was. I was the tutor who was tied up behind the couch because this, <laughs> because this kid was tying up his tutor. So then like kid would go to the bathroom and all of a sudden the tutor hears, <laughs> and, and like it was one of those tutoring companies where they give you a t-shirt oh yeah so like they're wearing the t-shirt and i'm wearing the t-shirt too and i'm like dude i've been behind this couch for a week thank god you found me dude i don't know i love it so be i i like to think of myself as a prankster in general mm-hmm. like i enjoy fucking with people and not in this big significant way but it can be simple like to the point where i was with my friend and his girlfriend the other day and my friend got out of the car to get a coffee and the second he got out of the car i turned around and i was like we need to talk. <laughs> and she was like, what? And I'm like, I'm fucking with you. So whatever. I like doing. That's as far as you went with that? Yeah. I was like, I, you know, but like, I enjoy doing stuff like that regularly. Yeah. But sometimes doing shit like that can backfire. Yes. Because. You'll learn something. I know. That but. You shouldn't have learned. But to the point where I was with a friend of mine who was like, this is a few years ago, but he was younger than me. And this guy's like pretty sheltered. He like doesn't know stuff that everyone would know. Mm-hmm. So we were at this kind of like resort thing that was kind of like it had a camp feel like there was a lake you could go kayaking so we went kayaking and before we got onto the pond or whatever i told him i was like listen man i was like be careful because there are sharks in this pond oh god and he was like are you serious i was like yeah great white sharks in the pond (laughs) so this guy believes me now that there are great whites the old freshwater sharks (laughs) and neither of us are experienced kayakers so he ends up capsizing his Oh, God. He falls out of the kayak, and then he goes, bro, bro, you got to save me. Sharks. <laughs> Sharks. He starts swimming over to the canoe, and he takes me down with him. Oh. So now we're just both. And we then, dude, this is the most embarrassing ever. We had to get rescued <laughs> from the pond. How far away from shore were you? Probably like 150 yards, mm. something like that. So now we're getting rescued, and the guy who rescued us, as he's like wheeling us in, he looks at me, he goes, I saw what your friend did to you. <laughs> I saw what your friend did to you. And I felt good about that. I was like, yeah. thank God. At least he, this guy doesn't think that, like, I'm the guy fucking capsizing yeah. my kayak in That's the fucking the old, pond. That's the old man river who uh, comes down and is tired of the young bucks <laughs> who don't know the ways of the water. Dude, I'm tired of feeling like that way in general. Like, anytime I feel like I go anywhere, I feel like I'm getting this vibe of, like, not... People thinking I don't belong. Can you change a tire? Yes. You know all the way from start to finish yes. how to do that. Yes, I do. I actually do. You drive a stick? Yes. Can you start a fire? No. Not without a starter log. All right, well, that's not starting a fire. Yeah. So I know, have friends who would, who would argue that, that it is. Do you know CPR? No. What, um, what are your answers to the last four questions? Okay. I can you change a tire? I could figure it out. Yeah. I feel confident that I could figure that out from having watched enough. You know there's a jack in the car usually, yeah. right? And all yeah. that stuff. You'd be able to figure it out. And then you hard. remove the the you jack it up, you remove the nuts. Yeah. You take the tire off, you put the new tire on, you redo the nuts. And the only confusing the thing can be sometimes there's one nut in particular that's like the safety nut. And there's like an extra piece that you need to take that specific one off. Oh. You, you probably would figure that out. That's like the only curveball. I think changing a tire in general is like kind of pretty let, simple. Let me qualify by saying this. If I got a flat tire 
and had to pull to the side of the road, my first instinct would not be to call AAA. It would be to pull up on YouTube a tutorial for changing the oh, tire. Oh, interesting. Interesting. And interesting. to try to put out my own fire. I like that. Um, what was the second question I asked Stick you? shift. Yes, I can drive a stick. Absolutely no problem. Um, I can start a fire pretty much anywhere. I would be very confident starting a fire with with no matches. It's impressive. I could. I think I. Really? Could, I, I'm pretty confident I could start a, a, a castaway fire. Right now in this room, how would you start a fire? I see a plant. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm talking about in the okay, woods okay, fine, or fine, like fine. you know having access to like sticks and wood and okay. stuff. Okay, you have access to sticks and wood. So I'd, you'd have to find some very dry combustible material. Do you start doing this? Uh, let's think. So there's, 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 there's really two ways to do it that I could think of. Um, I, you'd find that you'd find a a spot out of the wind, right? And then maybe dig a little bit of a hole, uh, in the ground. You put your really dry, very, uh, flammable material, whether it's like little wood shavings or maybe some dry hay, dry grass, whatever. Birch bark is another good one. Uh, you put that down in there in a little pile. And then you would grab um, maybe a flat piece of wood and you would try to find one that had a little bit of a hole in it. This is probably how I would do this. This is how the TikTok guy does it. There's like a little divot and then you put it in there. Yeah, and you, you do grab it in a, the hole. a regular stick and then you rub it as though you are washing your hands right. you know, between your thing. You spin it That's and you're just creating friction. That's always what it is. Um, until, and you would do it right over it, uh, over the little pile of, of combustible material, hoping that, um, after what could take a while, some smoke and some heat came in and, and, and caught your thing. And then you would blow a little bit on it. And once you've got your flame, you start building up with little twigs and things. You'd want to make sure you had stuff nearby that you could kind of build quickly. Keep it built. Got it. Um, that's one way to do it. Another way is the castaway way where he's sliding it okay. to create that along sort of a track. Um, what was the fourth thing you asked? Uh, CPR. Oh, yeah. Can you do that? <sighs> I was certified at one point. So then, then you're ahead of me. As a teenager, though. Like, um, as a lifeguard or something. Yeah. I, I <laughs> feel like I could give it enough of a shot. Um, that I would have a sense, but I don't. I don't know that the actual steps. Can you roll a joint? I can roll a joint where we would get high, but we would not enjoy the experience. Got it. It would be a lot. There would be a lot of stuff in our mouths. Got it. A lot that's, of loose stuff. That's an embarrassing one for me that I can't do. Especially, and maybe that's Chris just me, rolls really good joints. Me channeling me as a teenager. Yeah, I need to learn from Chris. Chris taught me my fine motor skills, and I had great. it really well with him watching. And then since then, it's been it's left me. <laughs> yeah, there are other other really good life skills though. Um, here's one that's really esoteric. You mentioned your buddy capsizing his kayak. <laughs> if you were in a whitewater kayak with a skirt. You know, do you know what I'm talking no, about? I don't even know what that is. Okay, don't worry about that. Let's say that you flipped over. Would you know how to? Fuck no. Right, your kayak no, with no, just the paddle. No way. I that took me a whole summer to learn. I learned yeah, that. I don't know how to do any of that shit, dude. Any of that like Camp Winnewanka fucking skills. I can't do any of that. <laughs> camp Willy Wonka, dude. I'm serious. Could you catch an animal in the wild? Could I catch an animal? Could in you the wild? bait a trap? Could you trap an animal? No. I don't think I could either. No fucking way. Could you catch a fish? In the water with 
home makeshift like line and rod. No. No, I mean, <laughs> dude, I saw the the bus from Into the Wild. Really? Yeah. Where's that? It's in Alaska. It's in the parking lot of this restaurant that I went to. The the, the bus that they used. Interesting. I don't know if it's the real bus that he actually died in or the one that they used for the movie. It's unclear. I have to say, I expected a lot more from Emil Hirsch's career. Yeah, what the fuck happened to him? I saw him once at Sundance uh, at the nightclub, the Tau pop-up that they do in the... They, oh, They sick. create a pop-up nightclub in the parking garage. It's actually cool. Do you think he chose to be where he is? I where, don't know. Wherever that might be? Like... You think he just stopped caring? I I just don't I I I have a hard time believing that, dude. I mean, he was in he was in a really good spot. He was, you know, sort of a teenage like kid. He was the yeah. girl next door, and then he and then he did Into the Wild. He might have gotten an Oscar nod for that. Um, he got nominated. At least. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah. And 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 then since then, he's had these very small roles. He was in uh, Lone Survivor as a fucking navy seal i've seen emil hirsch in person he's like five seven five six no muscle mm. you know i would not have cast him as a navy seal <laughs> he got that from being emil hirsch you think he like put out a couple bad ones and then they're like okay i'm not no a leading idea. man like i always wonder how fickle it really yeah, is yeah I, I do too but i saw pictures of him hanging out with leonardo dicaprio recently so he must be yeah he's still in the illuminati i guess maybe i shouldn't have said anything he's the type of guy who would hear this <laughs> you know and then tell leo not to cast that's us. a further insult to his career <laughs> suggesting that he listens to us i don't know dude although we supposedly have a couple pretty high profile you, listeners hey you go through our the people who follow the oops the podcast instagram account you're gonna couple, see some big fucking names in there a couple surprises yeah ones that are really shocking to us even i know i know We're like what are you doing We're pretty psyched about that should we reach out to that person <laughs> <laughs> um i feel good Bring it home. I got a good, I got a good, I got oh, one good. more thing. I'm glad to hear some more. Okay. So listen to this. This is a pretty funny story. A friend of mine went on a, my friend's been like hitting the dating scene again. He's been single for a bit. He's been doing a lot of like self-improvement stuff and like good for him trying to figure his life out. Whatever. He's a good guy. I think, I think you maybe have met him. Um, so he goes on a date. It goes fine. Whatever. No big deal. A couple weeks later, he goes on another date. And this person that he's on the date with is like really forward and flirtatious. Mm. and um. She starts being like, you know, I've been experimenting. Like, my friend and I would love to, like, have a th we love having threesomes. Like, we'd love to have a threesome with you. Oh, my God. And he's like. First date she said that to him? Yeah. He's like, oh, my God. To the point where he, he was almost, like, kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then she showed him a picture of the person who the threesome would be with. And it was the girl who he went on the date with last. Oh, my God. God. What are the odds of that? Not high. There are a lot of people <laughs> in the world. And, dude, there was no connection. He didn't know that these two people even knew each other. He doesn't. How crazy is that? Here's the question. So many, lots to unpack yeah, here. Please. <laughs> uh, did the first girl from the first date know that this girl was offering her up as the second leg in a tricycle no. sexual act? And I imagine she wouldn't be happy if she knew about that. You think? Uh, no, I don't know, actually. But this girl, like, I know one of the girls, and she's, she's like, cool and great and normal. She, this isn't some, like, these aren't like fringe of society people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? These are like normal, mm -hmm. like good looking chicks. Isn't it funny how I will say, uh, I was once, I think I've told you this. I was once propositioned for a threesome. Yeah, you did. But Tell it's, it scared me. You didn't end up doing it. I thought you, I've you done did do one. It. And then, and then I was also, there was an opportunity for a, a, a one that was actually before that one. 
that I turned down because I was too scared. I was too I was too intimidated. I I was like, All right, what? Right, right, this right. is overwhelming. Yeah, but I'll, some, there's something about rolling out the expectation, like someone being like, Tuesday, 11.22, 6 p.m., threesome, yeah. bring lube, bring anal beads. <laughs> like, there's something about that. Like, threesomes need to kind of, like, happen, I feel. I mean, you can obviously arrange them as well, but, like, the best threesomes you didn't see coming. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I, I think that's probably <laughs> that's yeah, the old spontaneous, <laughs> the old spontaneous, you know, tricycle, two, uh, as you said. two women dating each other decide to uh, to mix it up for a night, and bring a bring a guy into the fold. Right. Dude, without having those like fun threesome moments, it's just not a threesome. You know what I mean? By doing like like you said, like by having too much expectation, too much time to think about it, it takes away the like spontaneity of what's fun about it. Where like you kiss one person, then the and then they like kiss her. Too. Yeah. And you're like, oh, baby, here we go. <laughs> this is actually happening. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Is this, that's the other thing. Okay. This is a threesome hack to anybody out there who's about to have their first threesome. Act like you've been there before. All right. For your Oof. own sake. And because if you start being like, oh, man, I never thought this would happen to me. <laughs> is there a bigger turnoff in the world than that? No. Oh, did you just catch the fly? Sure did. Francis? Oh, what? Francis just caught the fly. Yep. There's a fly that's been flying around the studio. Fucking and... Daniel-san, you begin a luck. <laughs> you begin a luck. <laughs> Wait, what's that? <laughs> in, in Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi tries to catch a fly with chopsticks. I have a I have a confession to make. I've never seen the Karate Kid. Dude, it's so... My dad and my brother text each other lines from it all Every, the time. I've heard so many quotes from the movie that I almost have the entire screenplay up in my brain. Dude, it's a fantastic movie. It, the original is Is just, it not outdated? Not at all. It holds up in every possible way and anything that's outdated is hilarious. Like, come on, it's Fine. the 80s. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay. But all that right. Mo- that movie fucks, dude. Touche. Definitely check it out. Um another threesome hack, last threesome hack. Let's hear more threesome hacks. Just make it to the condom. You know, if if both of the girls are going down on you, don't look. Look up at the sky. <laughs> think about your grandmother. Get to the condom, and you're golden. I guess I'll leave you guys with that. <laughs> There's still time. Order some of our holiday merch. Oopsthepodcast.com. Francis, what do you got for him? Oh, for man. Happy, happy holidays, everyone. Get your presents. Buy some merch. Uh, oopsthepodcast.com, as Julio said. Follow our YouTube. Follow our Instagram. All oops the podcast stuff. Uh, I'm Francis C.C. Ellis. He's not Julio with a J. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week.